Spring of Life Fellowship and its pastor, Joaquin G. Molina, invites you to listen to a message of restoration and strengthening for your life. Be a part of the vision, changing the world. Good morning. Hallelujah. We just got back last night around 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning from Chicago. And the report from our travels um, is one day is like a thousand years. And one day, God moved in such a mighty power in that city that over 30 churches uh, were present. And um, our trip was fantastic at degrees that, that really... Uh, we, we prayed to God that we would shake the city, and the city was shaken, uh, and the men were, were really challenged. I'm not going to share that, though. I want some of the men that went with me on the trip um, to come up here and to be able to share their testimony. Some of the men traveled for the first time to see these things. Um, there were men uh, with us on our team that that have been with us as, as, as children, and now they're men in front of families, their husbands, um, and they're able to see the impact that, that we're having uh, in the lives of others. I'm going to ask Eric, Eric Natera, to come up here. Um, he was one of the men that traveled with us. There was 12 of us, uh, and I thank God for men who, who want to go out to the battlefields and, and see the trenches and see the effects. Let's give Eric a big hand. Amen. And Eric was thanking the Lord the whole time. He's like, I thank God that I married a woman that allows me to serve the God. Amen. Amen. That was, that was the whole time. He goes, my wife is letting me serve God. Amen. And, and that's a blessing. Uh, Diana, could you come up here? Because you are a blessing. This is when I put women up here is because I want you guys to model their, their courage. A woman encourages her husband to fight the battles of the Lord. A witch, we always have to talk about witches. Because everywhere you go, we confront witches that are stripping the soul of their men to not go out to the trenches and fight the battles of the Lord. So this man was a tremendous blessing. Uh, Eric has been with us since age 10. Um, and so he grew up in the house of the Lord here, and now he is like a David who's going out with us to fight the battles of the Lord. So we thank God for his life, his wife, and uh, his ministry. Amen. His faithfulness. Amen. It was, all I have to say is that it was powerful. Powerful, powerful, powerful. Pastor left an impact on every man's life there. I mean, they were, they were, they were I was sitting in front of a couple men when Pastor was preaching, and they were like, wow, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And oh my gosh, it was like, it was powerful. It was the spirit was there. And, Amen. I mean, God moved in such an amazing way that I, Pastor is, was a, our keynote speaker. He was a keynote speaker in, you know, in, in this men's conference. This is a huge men's conference. And what he, he impacted all those men there. They were, they were blessed. And you know, we were talking afterwards and the type of messages that he was getting and from these pastors is like, you changed 20 men's life forever. You marked their life, you know? And that's just 20 that we know of. There were, there were hundreds there. There were, there were 40, over 40 churches represented there. So he impacted not only Chicago, but other area, all the other churches that were there. So only God does that. And Absolutely. the message that was thrown down there Pastor, I think it's one of the best messages I've ever heard. Woo! Powerful. 
it's one of the best messages I've ever heard. And, you know, God moved in such a way. It was a blessing to my life to see that. Me, growing up in the church, you sometimes forget the type of the caliber of pastor that we have here. You know, we should be super honored and blessed to have a pastor Amen. like Joaquin Molina. Amen. They, Amen. they honor him. They honor him like crazy up there. They're super, anytime he's, he goes and speaks, they're blessed. They're like, yes, bring Joaquin Molina. We want him back right now. You know, so, and that's only, we, we can only do that because we allow him. Amen. And Amen. God's just been, it's amazing. He ministered to my life just by seeing that. Absolutely. What, you know, you know, and I, I can't wait to, to go on more trips with you. Absolutely. 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 I, it was, it was a blessing to my life and God just is, I'm a changed man just by just going this, this trip. And it, it helped me realize how we're changing this world. We're, we are truly changing the world of men in this country. And God is, is, is this just the beginning? This is just the beginning, guys. Just the beginning. God's going to move in a way that I can't even explain, you know, just by seeing what I saw this weekend. Amen. 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 Thank you, sir. Very good. All the glory to God. Amen. Amen. They, don't, they don't open the doors to Joaquin Molina. It's God. Nobody up, up there knows us. Uh, another man that traveled with us, and it's Eric's partner in crime um, in battles of the Lord. They met when they were four years old. You imagine two little four-year-olds meeting. Hey, what's your name? My name is Eric, and my name is Richard Romero. Rich, come up here, please. Rich, travel with us. Chave, come with them. Another princess that allows her husband to escape. Not many days, but one day. Um, and to serve the Lord and to be present with us and to share his testimony and, and share his impact of what it means to uh, raise up to be a man in these times, to, to serve God, to honor God. Um, and Richard was a true refreshing to the team and to the men that, that he was able to confront uh, there in Chicago. Tell us your experience. My first experience was at night, uh, pastor decided to do a heart, open heart surgery. I don't know around what time that was, but we decided to sit down and uh, pastor had the great idea for us to share a testimony of what God has done in our lives to two people that Carlos Estrada had brought to the conference. And um, I just opened up to them and let them know that the sacrifices I made to follow this path, to follow God, to actually put my eyes on him and, you know, knowing that, you know, sometimes we screw up and, and, and we do things that we shouldn't, but to continue the path and get back up and get on the horse Amen. and weather the storm and grind it out, you know, there's a benefits to, there's benefits to that life. And I am reaping the most huge, amazing, huge harvest, amazing. gigantic yeah. harvest. You know, I look at my wife and I still, you know, and this is not a fairy tale, guys. This is for real. I look at her and I'm like, man, you know, God is all good. the tears, the hard rebukes, the corrections I've received. It's all been worth it. Woo! So blessed. And um, I go to this trip and, and pastor has the bright idea to tell men that Islam is a bunch of feminine men. We'll get into like, that in a second. We'll get into that in a second. 
Uh, did he just say, say Islam people a bunch of feminists? It's about to get down and crazy here. And, um, you know, he was able to impact the lives of those who are there. And, and, you know, we know Pastor, and he has a zeal and passion, you know, for the Lord. And he goes there. He does not play games. And, um, you know, they were like, he's the keynote speaker for the end of the seminar. And I said, wow, what they're about to get is just pure tsunami right now. <laughs> so I am sitting in the chair waiting to see what is going to happen right now. And um, Pastor just spit fire. You know, the, the spirit of the Lord was in him. And I was waiting to hear people say, oh, no, oh, my gosh, that's crazy. You know, but people were like, amen. Like, they know that they need someone that's going to stand up and correct them and be firm and not be this sissy Christianity, a bunch of wimps that don't take God serious. And, you know, I admire our pastor and his zeal. And I'm also looking forward to, you know, traveling with him and 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 help him take this vision to change the world, that that's what we're being called to. Woo. Thank you, guys. Awesome. Again, um, I was like, Lord, uh, what is it that you want these men to hear? And, and the Lord just brought some powerful word for those men. Um, one of the men who wrote us yesterday and, and contacted us right when we left, um, this is, these are the words that they wrote. They said, Joaquin Molina, I thank God for the message today. Harsh cuts helped 20 of our men be better equipped to lead our church. Harsh cuts. And what's that mean? This means that this is the sword of the spirit. This is not a butter knife. We don't need softies. We need people that will stand up and represent the kingdom of God. And it's a kingdom full of giants. Uh, one of the men who went for the first time yesterday uh, was Miguel Vidal. And um, we're going to ask Miguel and his wife, thank you for lending us your husband and uh, letting him go on this trip. You guys come up here. And this is his. Uh, Miguel has traveled extensively for his business trips and stuff like that. How did that compare to, um, you know, being now on the Islamic watch list? Uh, <laughs> How does it feel? It's scary because the first time <laughs> we're, we're in the bus on the way to, to Fort Lauderdale, and he goes, we're going to throw a bomb over there. I was like, oh, gosh, what's going to happen here? But it was, it was amazing. You know what I mean? It's, it's something that I experienced. It was, it was just out of, out of ordinary. It's just I got to thank my wife first because I've been in the church for two years, and if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be here. So... It, the, like what Eric says, he was a keynote speaker at the closing, and, and I even told him when we got in the car on the way back to the airport, he goes, this is the best preaching I've ever heard from our pastor. It was just, it was, it was scary. You know, you, was, you would just see the people. I would just look at the people and say, wow. What it, I thought somebody was going to get up and walk away. It was just, like he said, we, we need, we, we're not here to use a butter knife. We're here to use a, a real knife. So to me, it was an experience. You know, I, I just can't wait to go to more trips, um, you know, I'm ready. I'm, I'm trying to get that position. <laughs> uh, Miguel says, Pastor, you need a logistics coordinator. You need some guy to, to put all this thing. And, and I said, well, let's see your faithfulness as you grow to be a world changer to see if uh, you're able to man that position. 
you know, one of my, one of my, the, what touched me a lot and what I saw was actually the conference was great. And one of the things that touched me was on the way back, we had our gates that we were supposed to leave through some gate and our gate got, our airplane got canceled and we had to go to another gate, like literally on the other side of the airport. And when we get there, there is a guy from Mexico sitting in our gate that his gate was another gate like four gates down and he was sitting in our gate the, the new gate that we're in because his gate was packed there was no chairs and obviously pastor joaquin sat next to him and you know what i mean it was just the divine appointment where that guy i don't know if he got saved or not he received but, christ yes he you did. know he received christ and you know and jose Medieta was there he you know he was from mexico he's in the other side of mexico you know so you know, I mean, it was just amazing how, you know, it was going through my mind is how does, how does God do these things that we were in another gate. This guy was sitting four gates away from his gate just to meet us there that what God does. It's, it's just, to me, it was just shocking. Awesome. Awesome. Very good. You know, it's his first trip to this place and he's behind the what is a man table. So obviously the men came up to you. Yes. And one man says, what is a man? He said, a champion. <laughs> he said it quick. He's like, a champion. And, and then he goes, so tell me a little bit more. And so I, I was seeing Michael just really give that man an idea what God is calling men to. And that's a blessing because very few men are able to define that and, and be able to, to respond in that manner. So I thank God for your life, Mike. And the good thing, I got a new name. My name is Michael now. I don't know if you guys noticed it. <laughs> Awesome, awesome. Uh, who else was there with us? Joshua, come here. Joshua, Brandon, and Nick. Uh, these guys, listen, my sons, all they have to do is stand there. All they have to do is stand. And there they are. I just call them up, and the people start shaking. They're like, please don't give your sons the microphone. And, and, uh, and I thank God for the life of my three sons. And what God is doing uh, for them to, to be able to, in their generation, be the standard and measure of excellence for God. Um, if you're trying to find out your way in God, what God is looking for are faithful sons. That's why he sent his faithful son, Jesus Christ. And to the image and likeness of a faithful son, the nations will quake and, and the earth will, will thunder. You guys tell, tell us a little bit, you know, the highlight of your trip. Uh, I, you know, some man came up to our table and he says, why did you bring these men here? I mean, you're the speaker. Why are you bringing them? I said, why didn't you bring anybody? Because yeah, men are very isolated and very selfish. And I said, I brought these men so they could start being part of what we're doing, so they could follow after our example. And if they don't come and if they're not a part of this, then, then how are they going to rise up in their generation? So uh, we'll see the highlights. I don't know what they're going to say. Um, it, was a, it was a really fun trip over, you know, just in general. And it was a, an awesome experience um, because of the fact that uh, we were able to take, you know, Miguel, uh, Eric, and Richard. And not only because, like, they're, they're, they're fun to hang out with and we got along and we had a bunch of, like, uh, really funny uh, experiences and just memories that will hold on forever, but... Um, that first night where uh, Carlos Estrada was able to bring two, uh, uh, two people that he invited, his nephew and a friend, and we all were sitting in the lobby of a hotel. It's like um, 10.30 at night. We just made a circle there, 
and uh, we were able to talk to them and stuff like that, and we were able to, um, you know, just be real with them. And uh, Richard and Eric were able to like open up to him, and it was cool seeing the, you know, these guys that have been in our church from when they were 10 years old, that they've been here, you know, for a really long time since the old church for, you know, more than 10 years, and they're able to, you know, show like, listen, from the beginning we decided to put God first, and then the same uh, was my testimony that from the beginning I decided to put God first, and then they would see that everything has worked out since then till now where, you know, you see so many things going for us, and it's no, no other reason but besides the fact that we put God first in our lives. And so um, it was cool seeing, you know, Richard and Eric together, like, working. You know, they've been best friends since they were four years old, and then now they're still together, you know, ministering into people's lives and being able to share. And it was the first time that, um, that I was able to see that. Um, I don't know if it was the first time that them together were able to share with somebody, but it was cool seeing that, you know, that's a possibility of everybody here in this church of later on being able to travel on with pastor, my dad, and be able to, you know, together tag team and be able to be like, look, this is our experience and this is how God's going for us only because of God. So that was a cool, that was just like the first night. So right off the bat, you know, things are already moving. But then the next day, uh, I'm going to be quick so that they could go ahead and share their, their experience too. But uh, my dad had uh, the seminar uh, session, which is like a little breakout session where people go to different topics depending on uh, they, what they, what they, you know, what they need to hear and stuff like that. And so that was that. And, um, you know, I've been on a couple trips with my dad before, so I know more or less how they go. And I noticed that for some reason, this one, like it was good. And his, I'm not saying that it was a bad sermon, but I felt like I knew something was like missing that he was like holding back on. And then, um, I was waiting, and then that second, you know, the, the, the final message of the whole conference, he was able to, the, to speak at it, and he just, like, blew everybody away. It literally was, like Richard said, like a tsunami, or just, like, everyone was just taken back and just super surprised at the fact that this guy's up there just, like, you know, going straight to no man's land, just going to, you know, places that nobody else wants to talk about, areas that people like to avoid, and he was just, like, not caring. He's just speaking true and through to all these guys, so that was awesome. But another cool thing about these trips is that the people you go with, you get to really, you know, um, bond with, and you have, um, you know, it's all fun. It's a lot, it's a lot of fun, and, and you get, you get to mess around, and you get to have, you know, a good time. But at the same time, you get to like really uh, sharpen each other up. And on the way back, it's like a three-hour flight, and we're on the airplane, and um, everybody else is knocked out, and you see these four guys, five guys, just like talking and talking and talking about, you know, just about life and about. Um, just all the different blessings that we have because of God, and we're able to like really um, uh, grow in our relationship together as as these uh, you know six guys that really love the Lord and want to continue pushing on you know the the pastor of our church's vision and just move towards you know bigger and better things for God. So it was an awesome trip overall. And uh, if you ever get a chance to go, trust me, you will. I mean, you could talk to these guys that just came for the first time, and they'll tell you just how awesome and what a blessing it really is to be able to travel with their pastor. My highlight of the trip, I mean, you've guys already heard like basically everything, but so my highlight of the trip was in the first, um, when they were opening up the seminar and they give us like a five minute, they give all the speakers a five minute little thing that they say so people could come to their seminar. And the first thing, like somebody comes in and then he's like, oh, if you want to see how I could make electricity go through a pickle. Then you come to my thing, and then they're like, hey, 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 and then a guy comes. I have a match, and I, he gets a match, and he goes, Shh, and he puts it inside a bottle, and he puts an egg on top, and the egg goes through, and like, yay, hey, hey, and, and then my dad comes up, and he says, 
um, Islam is creating a feminine spirit of men or whatever, and it just goes like for five, two minutes, really quick, and then when he gives us the mic, the mic dropped. <laughs> so it was so awesome. And then the first, <laughs> the first, the the first seminar was fantastic, and then the second one, everybody was just like crazy, like not in an offensive way, but just truth, just precision. It was right to their hearts, and it was quick because you never know. That's some people are here listening to that message for the first time. And you can't soften it up. You have to go straight to where they're, where they're going to feel them. So, yeah, so that was the highlight of my trip. And the guys that came with us, it was fantastic to see their first time experiencing what we've, with me and my brothers and my little sister, have gone through our whole lives. So it was really awesome to see the next, <laughs> the next generation of, of spiritual sons come with us. Uh, good morning to everybody. Um, it really stings going last because he just said my point and he said everything and now I have nothing to say, so I have to think about it on the spot. So, um, yeah, so uh, this is my first time going on a What is a Man trip, you know. Uh, first time going on a What is a Man trip and uh, it was a lot of fun to Chicago. And I really saw how like, all this all this setup and how everything is. And like I said, I've never really gone. I, like, I knew how serious, like I knew like our church compared to other church, like we are serious. We are serious, right? So... Finally, but like, I don't know how serious, so I go down this trip, I'm like, okay, I'm expecting, you know, this is going to be good. So I get up there, and then like, like Josh has said, there's these pastors that are like, oh, hey guys, um, if you're from the age of 13 to 18, please come to my seminar, we're going to talk about the things of life, and like all these things, everyone's like, like very super passive, like very like, oh, like, if you want to come, just come. And then, yeah, you see my dad, like, like he's like, listen, don't come to my seminar if you get offended easily, because you are going to leave upset, and like that, and then... And like just like just like fire like that. It wasn't even like, hey guys, good morning. It was like a don't come because you'll get offended. If you want to really get into into if you really want to get into scripture and everything and you really you really want to be you be changed, you come to my seminar seminar. But if not, don't come because you get offended. And then in these pictures you see like how filled the thing was and how little people came because no one wanted to come to hear like a bomb and drop like just, just like really dissect their whole entire lives and like everything that there ain't no one there. But that one guy came up to my table after the second time and he says, I should have gone to your first seminar, but I didn't want you to ruin my day. <laughs> so the, the, the sanctuary cleared out uh, in our first session and you see that I told him, I said, we don't want any wimps here, no sissies. If you get easily offended, please don't come. Yeah, so like those guys, I'm sure some of them left offended, but I'm positive <laughs> all of them left changed. Like, I'm dead serious. Like, like he, like, yeah, so he, like, he held back a little bit, but like he still dropped like a, like a little, a little, a little nuke. So, but yeah, and then uh, so people left there, and like like people who went to that seminar, they left change, right? And then like the next one, uh, so then this seminar, people are there, like they're expecting to hear like a nice encouragement thing, and they they they're all there, they're sitting down, like oh, ready to hear this, and then my dad starts off the like preaching, just saying, listen. If your, pa if, it, if your pastor doesn't hurt you, change your pastor. Because you're not supposed to leave church feeling good. So all these people are like, and like, you, 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 like, you, like some of them, a lot of people are quiet. But you're like, the, like the real Christians that really want to be, like, amen, yeah. I want to leave change. I don't want a pastor that like, wants to comfort me up to the church. I want to be changed. So like, uh, so that, that was just like amazing to see like how like, it's like how the standard that this church is like set up and everything like, uh, for us to follow uh, the seriousness of God and that. This isn't just this isn't just a, like to feel good encouragement. This is really life changing stuff that's Amen. being preached. So uh, that was the highlight of my trip.
Hallelujah. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Awesome. Let's give a big hand to these guys. Amen. That's five guys, right, so far? No, six guys. Okay, so then uh, I believe, I don't know if Caracol is here. Caracol's not here. He'll come to the second service. Pastor Medieros with Wizzas. You know, Pastor Medieros says, look, I understood like 60% of what you said <laughs> because they didn't translate into Spanish. But come up here and give your uh, highlight that uh, lo, que es, lo que fue tu impresión Amen. Uh, from this trip. Amen. Yo acompañé al Pastor Joaquín desde el primer viaje que fue a, a, a Ecuador y a Perú. Uh, I've been with the pastor long enough where I went to his first trips to Ecuador and to Peru. Y, y cuando llegamos, la gente se reía de nosotros. And when we would arrive, the people would literally laugh at us. Ahora cuando llegamos, la gente llora. Now when they, when they see us come, they start crying. Cuando él se paró ayer a hablar, and yesterday when he was given an opportunity to share, de verdad que este... I know all his preachings, I've memorized them all, but yesterday when he stood up to share, Pero ayer yo le dije, Joaquín, I said, Joaquín, empieza por el final. just give these men the end of the story por when you final. stand up. Start at the end. Y que Dios nos and that God help us. <laughs> con esto. I want to finish with this. Él dijo dos cosas ayer tremendas. Two of the things that he shared yesterday were tremendous. Una fue, no importa quién eres. One was, it doesn't matter who you are. No importa de dónde vienes. It doesn't matter what you've been through or come from. No importa quién te lastima. It doesn't matter who hurt you in life. Todo tuvo un propósito en tu vida. It all had God's purpose in it. Todo tuvo un all propósito en tu vida. All of it had God's purpose in it. Y ese propósito es formar la plenitud de Cristo en ti. To make you more like Jesus Christ. Porque tú estás destinado because you're destined a ser a la imagen del Hijo de Dios. The representation of God's image and his son. And to return to the image and likeness of God. Y que tú puedas hacer esa voluntad de And that you can fulfill God's purpose for your life as a son. Y la otra cosa que dijo él that he was able to share nosotros we, en la iglesia, in the church, que como hijos de Dios. we need to come to the place where we know we are sons of God. Eso tanto, that was so impacting, tanto, 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 so deep, que yo que no mucho inglés, and I don't understand much English. I stayed at the table libros, of me, the books, y se acercó un hombre, and this man came up, y me dijo, lo que te voy and a he decir. said, could you Listen to me for a second. He's an American man. Tell your pastor that the most powerful thing of his message is that he considers God his father. And you want to be true sons of God. That se ha en las has been removed from the churches. Por eso se ha el poder. That's why we don't see Pero people walking in power. De van a el mundo. That you truly are going to change the world. Por el, el Because de su you're, the spirit of your impartation and preaching message de a Dios como to honor God as your father. Amen. We also had an opportunity to um, go to eat Chicago pizza. Um, 
It's a, it's a delight. We had lunch upon our arrival on Friday. Um, and then on the way back, the Lord uh, allowed uh, there to be an upgrade to first class, and that's always a treat. Uh, and they gave us, yeah, absolutely. We give thanks God for that. Let's ask Corey to come. My niece is 20 years old. She is a world changer. I'm so proud of this young lady. She is just like my sons um, with respect to her desire to honor God and honor her family and honor her church. And uh, she turns 20 today. I told her this morning she's already ready to have babies. But first, she has to get married. And so I want to pray for her and give thanks to God for her life and uh, know that in her walk to be faithful to God, God is going to be super faithful to her. And uh, as we do these uh, men's conferences around the world, um, the men are asking what type of wives let their husbands serve God like this. And so it's this type of wife. They're going to want the women that are raised up in the fear of God. These are the women that are the highlights of this uh, world. It's not the Kardashians. It's not the little witches that are growing up in rebellion. It's those who fear God and honor their parents. The Bible says if you're faithful with your parents last name to honor the name of your family God will entrust you to your own name so you will carry the name of a man into greatness and purpose in the things of God and now the devil wants to strip the young ladies who in their early life are disrespectful dishonorable to their parents and then later they will disrespect and dishonor the man's name that God gives them um, so there if, if you read with me Isaiah chapter 4 it says that these women in the last days, uh, chap chapter 4, verse 1 of Isaiah, we'll put it up on the screen. It says that in that day, seven women will try to grab one man and say, look, we will eat our own food. We will do our own clothes. Just let us be called by your name. Take away our disgrace. It's disgraceful to be a woman who a man cannot give you his name because that's the name that will go upon the children. That, that name will be placed upon the children of that family. And there's nothing worse than a woman who tramples and trashes the name of her husband and strips him of God's glory. So um, let's pray for Corey. And we believe that this year, and, uh, as she turns 20 and the following years that come, that we will see uh, the virtues of an excellent daughter who will become an excellent wife. Father, thank you for Corey. Thank you for her faithfulness to be the firstborn in the Carroll family, Lord, to lead her sisters and her little brother by example, that she would honor God and honor her parents and honor her church, and that you would bestow upon her the wisdom to raise up a godly seed in this generation, uh, sons and daughters that will follow after her faithfulness, O oh God, her virtues, her desire to please you her desire to seek your face, Lord, and trust upon you, Lord. We pray that you continue to fill her with wisdom, fill her with courage, allow her to continue to be an example uh, of footprints in the right direction, receiving uh, uh, rebuke, correction, instruction, and that you would raise her up and adorn her with your favor and glory. Take away all fear from her heart, Lord. Fill her with that faith that Esther had, the faith of Sarah, that she would be Sarah's daughter, Lord, helping a man change the world, Father. We give you thanks for her life and ask you to give her her heart's desire and answer her prayers at degrees that make hell uh, shake, oh God, uh, as she 
walks in intimacy with you, O oh God. We give you thanks for favor in her life, prosperity and blessing. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Awesome. It's just entrusted with a lot of nieces. In the Bible, there's a man named Mordecai, and he was entrusted to Esther. And Mordecai was Esther's uncle, and uh, he had to groom her to be able to marry a king who would save and deliver God's people. And I believe that that's what God has done in my life with my nieces, and I thank God for them. Um, let's, let's get into the Word of God. We got 10 minutes. <laughs> let's dismiss the children back to Sunday school. We thank God for the... Listen, we're growing world changers right here. I tell, I tell, yesterday we were on the airplane, and one of the men says, Hey, could you believe the Muslims are training little kids to shoot machine guns? I said, they haven't seen anyone like our little kids. When our little kids are unleashed upon the earth, the devil better run. And uh, forget about the Muslims. Here's what happened. It's Friday morning. We leave to the airport at 5 o'clock in the morning. I get to the airport, and I see on the first page of the New York Post a picture of someone. Uh, I don't know if you guys could put it on the screen. Brandon, you want to check? It's called Jihad John. Uh, it's, it's the front page of the New York Post. And they have a picture of a man there who's cutting off a reporter's head. And they call him Jihad John. And the title on the front page of the New York Post says, A, boy, a Good Boy from a Good Family. This, man, uh, this young man was raised up in England, in Europe, in modern times, uh, from a middle class family. And now he's over in the Middle East, coming out with a knife, threatening, this knife is coming after you, Islam. And he's trying to strike fear in the hearts of the nations. But little does he know, and all his friends, that we have not been given a spirit of fear. That spirit can't come into us. It, it, there's no room for it. And so when I saw his picture on the New York Post, and then later I saw some interviews uh, the following day, I woke up with such indignation and so upset that anyone would try to pour fear in the hearts of my sons. That, that, that he, there he is. And so they found out who this guy is. If you guys look up the New York Post, uh, the, first, the front page, it'll come out there. And it says, a good boy from a good family. But this is a picture. Um, and he is cutting off the head of that journalist and uh, trying to strike fear in the hearts of people. I guess he doesn't understand the spirit of God. But um, I wrote on my tweet the next morning, Saturday morning, that Islam is creating effeminate men who are immature orphans that only know how to throw tantrums and so these this culture of fatherless orphans what's a fatherless person is a person that doesn't have an example to follow doesn't have footprints and so they're going around cutting people's heads off like if that's something attractive and so um it was amazing because I, I i had that deep in my heart with respect to, I'm going to make sure that all the men that are at this men's conference do not come under that spirit of fear. Because uh, we have been 
given another spirit. And it's a, a bold spirit and a courageous spirit. And so, did you guys find it? You have to do is put New York Post and it'll come right up. And so, uh, it's called Jihad John. That's the name they gave this guy. They found out through his eyes, and, and I don't know how they do it, but they were able to find out exactly where this guy lives and who his parents are and how he was raised in England. And he's from a middle-class, good family. And it says... Uh, how, uh, how a UK school-bred cute little kid uh, becomes Jihad John. There he is as a little boy, and then there he is as a hoodlum, and then on the, there he is with a knife. And, and all this to say, uh, last week we were talking about world-changing enemies of faith, things that come against us to, to manipulate and bring fear in our hearts and discourage us. And, and so the, uh, on Wednesday we shared on uh, world-changing champions, if you were here, it was a powerful, because the ones that come against enemies are champions. You won't see a coward being challenged uh, to, to go challenge an enemy. So only a champion does that. And he does that because there's an excellent spirit in him, and it's the spirit of courage. And he's not going to back down, and he's going to fight the battles of the Lord. And that's, that's what we're grooming in this house. Um, this is not a safe place for cowards. This is not a safe place for a spirit that's ungodly. So the, the phenomenal thing is this. When I say that they are effeminate, means that they're not like God in his image and likeness. Because God is a life giver, not a life taker. And when you're effeminate, you don't produce the life of God. You're scared and you walk in, in, in a, a spirit of cowardice. You're not challenged. Um, it takes a real man... And the Bible says that for this reason, a man shall leave his mother and father and be married to his wife, and the two will be one. And we're living in a generation and culture where men don't want to get married because they're not courageous enough to fight that, that battle for the Lord and produce godly offspring by giving their sons the example of what a man does before a woman to be able to train up his children on how to love a wife and, and how to have a family, which is God's desire. So... In Cards um, instantly within an hour of tweeting. I tweeted that thing like at seven o'clock in the morning. Within an hour, I had a response from the, uh, the Islamic people. Now, that's weird, because you get into the social media and network, and you write the word Islam, and that is all it takes for them to start responding. I didn't know that. I have never written anything about Islam. I really, I'm not concerned about them. I'm saturated by the kingdom of God, and I have something more important to say than my opinion on darkness. But for the first time, I tweeted, Islam is creating effeminate men who are immature orphans that throw tantrums. And within an hour, I got a response from them, uh, which is, is crazy. You guys that are in the media, you got to figure out how that happens. The guys that are engineers and computer, you know, um, you write the word Islam, and all of a sudden they send you, like, we, we, we heard you. <laughs> 330 million people in the United States, and one guy writes the word Islam, effeminate, immature, orphans, and within an hour I'm getting, hey, we heard that. And so I told my guys, listen, I'm going to give Richard Romero's address <laughs> when they ask me where I live. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, uh, I'm willing to die for Jesus Christ. I'm willing to die. 
And, and so um, I, was, I was blown away, but I was thinking here, I was thinking not that they had responded and all this stuff. I was thinking, how come they're so powerful that somebody speaks one word against them and they respond? And then everybody, Christ, and we don't respond. And there is no answer, and there's no one representing God. And so that, that's, the, that's the issue I had uh, during that time. I was like, why aren't we as powerful uh, as these, these people that don't know God? Um, and I didn't, you know, I told the men yesterday that, that we're, our call is not to be enemies with them. The Bible says that we're to love our enemies, be unselfish with them, and share Christ. And that's what we've done. I shared the testimony of 2007 when we went to Israel and there was a man selling souvenirs outside of one of these religious temples uh, in Nazareth and he was selling all types of uh, souvenirs and I said, excuse me, man, could I, uh, sir, could I speak to you? And he says, yes, what do you need? I said, would you like to accept Jesus Christ into your heart? And he goes, I'm Muslim, I can't do that. And I said, no, sir, you can do that because one day you're gonna stand before God and he's gonna ask you why you didn't let him in your heart because he stands at the door and knocks and if any man lets him in, he'll come in. And he goes, I want to do that. And he received Christ with me. And so that's how we fight Islam, by sharing the love of Christ, by offering them salvation, which they think they, they can't have. But you are the ones, I am the one that carry the message like we did with that young man that was at the gate last night, this Mexican fellow who works for Kellogg's. He's an engineer. And we said, we say, listen, man, God wants you to represent him in Mexicali. You want to open up a franchise? You want to, here, here's this book. You read this book, and you go, and you make men. And then you, Medieros on one side, you on the other, and you guys meet in the middle of Mexico. And he says, I want to. I'm interested in that. And he received Christ, and he left with a what is a man book. So we don't know what's going to happen with that seed, but we know God's going to move powerfully. And so we thank God, and that's, that's the influence we have in the world. That's the influence that you, uh, that God desires for you. Father, thank you for this morning, the encouragement we have in Christ that he is the light of the world and shines in the midst of darkness. And Father, there's gonna be so much glorious fruit upon the earth because of your faithfulness and what you did on the cross that the glory of God will cover the earth like the waters cover the sea, oh God. Allow our influence to grow in our family, in our faith, in our, in our obedience, in our humility in our character of Christ who lives in us, Lord. We have died and now Christ lives in us and through us so that we could love our own, respect your word, live according to your glory. Father, and let this light that's in us also shine in the midst of our perverse and crooked and wicked generation, Lord. Raise up world changers that desire God more than anything, O oh God. Desire that all men would come unto you. Bless your word this morning and prosper it in the hearts of your people. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. I want to start out this morning with saying that the, the state of a world changer is the intensity of the courage that he carries. The courage, the boldness, the, the standing up. And here Proverbs 28 verse 1 says that a man who's filled with the faith in God is like, is bold as a lion. You don't see no lion backing away. The wicked man flees when no one pursues. He's, he's a coward. He does, he's not challenged. The word courage in the Bible, it says one who diligently runs towards danger. You, you like that? You're not running away from it. You're not indifferent. You're not apathetic. It's there in 1 Samuel 17, 48, that the Bible says that as Goliath approached, as he, 
as he approached David, as the Philistine moved closer to attack him, he's talking about a giant. As he's moving closer, David begins to run quickly toward him to meet him in battle. So I, I want you to change your definition of what it is to be a courageous man. You don't stand, you don't fret, you don't fear, you don't back away, you don't run. The wicked runs and no one pursues him. But the bold, uh, the righteous are bold as a lion. It says, as the Philistine moved closer, David ran quickly toward him. Uh, how many think that David, um, there was occasion for fear? They said the entire army of Saul was, ran back to their tents and were shaking. There, there, was, there was an atmosphere of fear there. There was an opportunity for danger. And courage in the face of danger runs towards it, not away from it. And this is no, no light matter. And this is why it, it requires to be trained up in the Lord. The Bible says in verse 34 that previous to this occasion, David told the king, listen, when I was a servant, when I was in, in process to be groomed to be a, a giant slayer and a warrior killer, um, a giant killer, a warrior, he says, as a servant, I was taking care of my father's sheep. And when a lion and a bear came and carried off the sheep from the flock, how many could see somebody being taken away that belongs to God? And going out in verse 35, and he says, As soon as I saw this happen, I didn't stay still. I went after it. I struck it. I rescued the sheep from the mouth of its, pre uh, of its predator. And when it turned on me, he, you know, I wasn't messing with it until it messed with me. I was going to let it go. But once it turned on me, now courage acts again. And I go towards it. And I seized it by its hair and struck it and killed it. When I was in South Africa two years ago, and we got to go to a lion park. You guys have no clue what it is to grab a lion by its mane. The head is like this big. And I'm thinking, David, you're my hero. David, how did you approach these things? I want to be a, you could hear a lion's roar from 10 miles away. When those things roar, it's like a, it's like a dragon. The, the roar of a lion strikes fear in its prey. And, ah. I, I often look at the, the painting of Jesus Cuevas, one of the guys here at church who's an artist. And he painted that lion in the lobby, in the foyer. And he painted a lamb. And he says that Jesus Christ came as a lamb, but he's coming back as a lion. He came and people were able to mess with him and crucify him. But when he comes again, no one, no one is going to be able to draw near. And so righteous are courageous as a lion. And I like looking at that portrait because of the size of the jaw. I could just imagine that thing opening its mouth and just swallowing people whole. And that's who God has called us to be. David ran towards the opposition. David was famous for my favorite verse, the first five years of my Christian life, and I would sing it like there's no tomorrow in Psalm 27, verse 1. When he penned the words, the Lord is my light and he's my salvation, whom shall I fear? Psalm 27, verse 1. Whom shall I be afraid of? The Lord is my light. He shines and darkness flees. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is my stronghold, my refuge. Of whom shall I be afraid? As we partner with God 
he gives us the instructions. I want you to be my warrior. I want to be, you to be partaker as a world changer. I want you to stand up and be faith in the light of fearful millions that do not stand up. And this is going to require the substance of Joshua chapter 1, verse 7. We could go to verse 6 first. Joshua 1, 6, be strong and full of courage because you will lead these people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give them. This is what we're doing when we go to these conferences. It's not intense. It's not powerful. We're just saying, listen to me. God wants to give you the life that Jesus Christ died to give you. The provisions of God for your life are the quality of abundance. The devil has made you feel that there's fear because God's going to leave you out, that he doesn't have provision. That's straight from the pit of hell. That has stripped you of your courage. You begin to compromise. You start dating unbelievers. Could you believe that? That a Christian would go and pick a non-courageous wimp, an effeminate spirit, an ungodly spirit to be married to. And so you'll suffer the rest of your life because there's no courage there. There's no strength. One of the men at the conferences came up to me. He says, hey, uh, pastor, your, your message convicted me. I'm a stay-at-home mom. I mean, dad. Do you think that that's wrong, that my wife is out there fighting the battles and I stay at home watching the kids? I had to bite my tongue because he was being sincere. And he says, your message convicted me. And he says, should I stay home? I said, sir, God has vested you with talents. God has created you to be a champion. God wants to lift you up to provide and to lead your house into the blessings of God. Now, don't go out and mess up too quick. Stay home and ask God to fill you with his spirit and then to lead you in the way you should go. And so he says, so staying at home is not good, right? I said, no, sir, you're not to stay home. You're not to stay home. God wants to make you a champion over your house and over your children. Not a stay-at-home dad. Be strong, Joshua. You're about to take this land. You will lead these people. Verse 7. He tells them again, only be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all my law that were given to you by my servant Moses. Do not turn. Do not fret. Do not run away so that you might be prosperous and successful wherever you go. In the Bible, Romans 15 verse 4 says that God has given us all these stories in biblical times. And, and you could read them all, how these men stood up in adversity and hostility, in, in situations that were fearful. For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us so that through endurance and through encouragement, the scriptures, you might have hope, you might stand where God wants you to stand. Verse 5, now may God who gives you perseverance, and he gives you not only perseverance or endurance, he gives you courage, give you a spirit of unity amongst yourselves. Uh, courage is, is a gathering of warriors. It's a band of brothers. It's those who fight the battles together. When you come together with men that are bold, you get encouraged. The men that went on this trip want to slay a dragon right now. I said, Pastor, could I tell these men a couple things? Could I share my heart? Because I'm encouraged by seeing the Spirit of God upon you. Verse 6, he says, so that with one accord, so that together with one heart and mouth, you may raise up and glorify God, that you might raise up the voice. It's sad that in the houses, there's not the voice of courage. 
There's not the voice of those that are, that are raising up to, to do what God has called us to do. Leviticus 26, 17 says, if you don't raise up in courage against your enemies, I will set my face against you so that you will be defeated by your enemies. How many want to be overtaken by your enemies? None of us. We don't want the devil to come and own us. Those who hate you will rule over you because you did not fight. You will flee even when no one is pursuing. You'll be Proverbs 24 and 10 where it says you will faint in the day of conflict and adversity. And if you do so, that is only a measure that you are weak. If you falter in times of trouble, if at adversity you compromise, you negotiate, you lack courage, your strength diminishes and you become everything the devil wants you to become. Deuteronomy 31.6 says, be strong and courageous. All throughout the Bible, um, for every day of the year, there is a do not fear. Do whatever, whatever is coming against you. And, and there's all types of things that come against us. But the, the, the Bible says, do not fear. Do not walk in that spirit. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be terrified because of those that come against you. For the Lord your God goes with you. And he will never leave you nor forsake you. He's a victorious God. I thank God for men of courage. I thank God for women of courage. People who place their confidence in God are able to fight great big battles. Every step I've taken in the Christian faith has not been a courage to stand against the opposition. It's been the courage to stand with God. That, that's the key to courage. It's not that you're bold and strong. Um, David says, you come against me with a spear. You come against me as a giant, but I come against you in the spirit of the Lord. I come with you accompanied with something that's greater than my opposition, something that's greater than my enemy who stands against me. He will never leave us nor forsake us. Those are powerful words. They're used in the New Testament for men who don't have courage and stand with their money. Hebrews 13, 5. A lot of men would rather, you know, stack up a lot of money and say, this is my courage, this is my stronghold. With this, I'll fight my enemies. But the Bible says, keep your lives free from the love of money. Walk in contentment, sufficiency with what God has given you because God says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you, which leads me to believe that people who trust in their money is because they're a bunch of cowards. They're trusting in the strength of their economy because they're not walking in the strength of their God. And so me and my house will trust in the Lord and he will be our deliverer. He will be our great God and King. Isaiah 41.10 says, fear not for I am with you. That's the key to not fearing. Don't allow fear to come in. I don't care what's coming up against you. If it's, if it's illness, if it's financial woe, if it's relational, if it's a ministerial charge, if it's stepping out in faith and beginning to tithe and to give offerings and to go on these, uh, on these trips, Investing your money for what concerns the kingdom of God, the business of God. I was talking to one man on this trip and I said, how many times have you gone to Las Vegas? About 15 times, all job related. How many times have you gone job related to do something for the kingdom of God? This thing sounds crazy to sit there and to go to Chicago for one day. Hey, you want to go to Chicago? What are we going to do? Nothing. But you're not going to go sightseeing or touring? No, we might have some Chicago pizza at lunch real quick, and then we go fight the battles of the Lord. 
and will impact a city in this country for the next 10 years. Because all we did was sow godly seed. There's going to be a harvest. There's going to be fruit. We're already seeing some fruit, but there will be lasting fruit, and our grandsons will inherit that fruit. Our grandsons, they're not even here. Their fathers will tell them how at the age of 18 and 17, they went to fight the battles of the Lord and were at the front lines of battle, encouraging the hearts of men to take. I said, don't let Chicago be known as Oprahland. How could Chicago be known as Oprahland, Obamaland? When the Oklahoma City bombing took place, one young man blew up a federal building and he will be known for the rest of the existence of Oklahoma because of some cowardly act that he did. Now, how could that man be more known than you? How could that man have more prominence in this country than somebody who's walking courageously in the will of God? These stories were written for our encouragement. He says, Isaiah 41.10, Fear not, take that out of your heart, for I'm with you. I want to accompany you. Do not be dismayed. No desmaye. Don't faint, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my right hand. Nothing has been able to overcome the right hand of the Lord. Isaiah 43.1 says, But now this is what the Lord God, your Creator, says, He who formed you in your mother's womb, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by my name. You belong to me. Verse 2, when you go through the fire, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. Verse 3, for I am the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I have given Egypt as a ransom. I'm I'm, I'm, going to lead you in steps of victory. Psalm 138, verse 3, the Bible says that it is God who gives you courage. He's the one that fills your life. 138, 3. He's the one. When I called you, you answered me, and you made me bold, and you made me stout-hearted. You allowed me to run in the direction of those that were trying to make me fear from those that were trying to make me back away, from those that were trying to make me cower under their influence. Let it not be. Let God fill you with boldness and make you one of the valiant men that stand up in our generation. Psalm 119, verse 23. It is God who allows you through rulers sit and slander me Your servant will meditate on your decrees, right? Your decrees, what what you have said is greater than what my enemy is saying. What they're saying against me. 2 Timothy 1.7. Paul is sure to tell Timothy, you have not been given a spirit of fear. God has not given you this spirit. It doesn't belong to God. What's it doing residing in your heart? But he's given you one of courage of power, of love, of the tranquility of being next to a world-changing champion. Let's ask the musicians to come forward here. I want you to stand this morning where God wants you to stand. 
Isaiah 40, verse 28. Super important that you switch. God has not given you a spirit that doesn't confront adversity and conflict. It overcomes. You are more than overcomers, the Bible says. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. There's no fear. There's courage. His understanding is unsearchable. We continue to go on to the next verse 29. And he says these words. He gives you power to the weak. And to those who have no might, he increases their strength. I love to see a man emboldened with the spirit of God. Love to see that. Listen to me. I told the men in Chicago, there's nothing uglier than a cowardly man. How many of you single women want to be married to a coward? Then quit looking for him. You don't want to find yourself married to a coward. He's an embarrassment to your children. He's not going to be a spiritual leader. He's not going to stand up to fight the battles of the Lord. He's not going to make it to men's group on Monday night. Verse 30. Verse 30. Even the youth will faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. Verse 31. But those that have the ability to be courageous will wait on the Lord to renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings of eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. This, this thing about courage is let's move in the direction of God. Let's not be still. Let's not walk away. Let's not be indifferent. Let's run towards these things and cut their heads off. And when you do that, my friends, the glories that follow are amazing. The glories that follow are amazing. You guys heard the story of the man that were sitting next to a pool of water and they were challenged. If you want to marry my daughter, you have to swim across a pool of alligators. And all of a sudden, while the man was giving the instructions, there was 10 men and he's like, I don't think we're going to do that. And there was a big splash and this guy swam across the other and he got to the other side and he says, who pushed me? <laughs> he wasn't courageous. But God give you the strength to, to do everything God has called you to do. To make your strength the Lord. Father, thank you for this morning. Thank you for a recharge of your spirit. Thank you, Jesus Christ, for being the king of courage. The king of kings, the Lord of lords. Allow the hearts of the men, the women, our sons and daughters, rise up in this generation and fight the battles of the Lord. That they can fight at this level and go to the next level, like Joyce Meyer says, another level, another devil. Where there's fear, we will overcome that fear. Because we only have fear of the Lord. Our strength is in Him. Our courage is in Him. Our power and might are in Him. Allow us to overcome these enemies and not be surrendered into their hands to be enslaved and overcome by a lesser spirit oh God fill us with the power of your Holy Spirit fill us with the power that allows us not to continue as orphans fearful and weak oh God but it is a good thing to have a father who knows what we need before we even ask him oh God be glorified and magnified exalted let all the earth see our courage and follow suit in Jesus name we pray Amen, amen, and amen. Say.